Welcome to Personal Financial Strategy, the podcast, a podcast wholly devoted to you and your relationship with money, bringing expertise to bear on how you earn, invest, and spend your hard-earned cash. I'm your host, Tony King, and today we welcome a special guest to the podcast, Joseph Griffin. Joseph is the author of Tax Deed Investing and the owner of a business called Tax Deed Wolf Academy. Joseph teaches how to invest in real estate to generate consistent income with minimal risk. Welcome to the Personal Financial Strategy Podcast, Joseph. Hey, what's going on, Tony? How you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. Living through the monsoon rains here in Phoenix, Arizona. How are things in your neck of the woods in Florida? Well, you know, we're living through the uh, incredible heat here lately, but uh, definitely a pleasure to be in a nice, cool office and uh, appreciate you having me on the show. Well, great. Great to have you here. I'm really curious about your approach, your strategy in real estate investing, and we'll get to that in just a second. But all of our listeners, they'd like to know where our guests live and work from. Give us your background story a little bit and how you ended up where you are and doing what you are. Well, Tony, get the popcorn uh, because we're about <laughs> to do this thing. <laughs> so I am, I am, I'm Joseph Griffin, y'all. I'm known as the Tax Deed Wolf. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I originally started out in New Orleans, Louisiana. Hurricane Katrina came. I was about 15 years old. That kind of sent me all over the place. Finally, ended up in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, and I joined the army while I was in high school. I was a junior in high school. Joined the army. Uh, as soon as I graduated, they sent me off, right? I was out with the wolves. They, they, they originally sent me to medic school. I became a medic. And then from there, they sent me to nursing school. I became an LPN. And then after, you know, just excelling and everything, they wanted me to do more stuff, right? That's how the army works. Like, wow, you're good. Let's give you more, uh, you know, jobs to do. So then I became a nurse. I became an RN. So joined the National Guard and I was, I was only going to the military pretty much one weekend a month, right? Unless I was deployed, I did do a couple of tours. But while I was doing the one week weekend a month, I started nursing on the side and then, you know, quickly excelled because how you do anything is ultimately how you do everything, right? So right. was good at army, was good at nursing and then became a assistant manager of the ICU. And I, you know, I started traveling. Along that time, I started making a little money and that's where tax deed investing kind of came in. I was like, look, I'm not a millionaire yet, but I do have a little bit of money to play with. And after at the time, it was only about $8,000, Tony. So really? with that $8,000, I purchased three properties, right? Three properties with that $8,000. And I can talk a little bit more about that when we kind of dive into it. But that's when my life changed. And I, you know, I said I was going to be the tax deed wolf. And <laughs> the rest was history. That's a, such an interesting story. And this is why I love hearing people's story, because no two are the same. And uh, there are so many paths to success and good financial management. I like to hear every one of them. You know, here at, at Personal Financial Strategy, we're focused on kind of the blocking and tackling of personal finance. And, and what we're striving toward is we're trying to create for each individual a financial engine. And that engine should have an output and that that and that output is more money per month to contribute toward investment each and every month. And, and that's what we're about. Uh, we don't give investment advice, but that's kind of your 
your arena. And that's why I'm so excited to talk to you about it today. I know investment advice really depends on who's asking, what their goals are, their timelines, etc. So today, while we have you for a moment, let's focus on real estate and specifically your area of expertise, tax deed investing. I suppose a good place to start is by defining tax deed investing for those who are unfamiliar with this strategy. I, and I can talk about this for days. So pretty much, so let, let me explain what tax deed investing is, right? In the US, whenever you own a property, we have to pay what's called property taxes, right? When you don't pay your property taxes, your county is going to take your property and they're going to sell it at a tax deed auction. This is where investors like myself come in, we place bids and we win properties for 60% under market value. Now, to, to answer a few questions while I'm at it, a lot of people say, well, what about the mortgages? Well, when you have a mortgage, you pay, you have what's called escrow, right? You're paying your property taxes and your insurance in escrow. So properties with mortgage, the bank will typically foreclose on those, right? Those typically will not make it to a tax deed auction. Tax deed auctions are for people who own their property outright. So uh. you can see second, second, third mortgages, but really if you ever see that, it's because the bank just didn't want the property. Typically the bank's gonna foreclose. So it's a completely different thing. Um, I don't, I'm not kicking people out of their homes. Right. There's vacant. There's a ton of vacant properties just sitting around. It's typically the houses that you're driving around and you see them boarded up for years. Right. Mm -hmm. It's typically yeah. those yeah. type of properties. You hit a, a big rock you, for me, which was the mortgage. In my limited understanding of tax deed investment, I, I did have that question. What about the mortgage? It seems like everybody has a mortgage. But in fact, you're finding properties that do not have mortgages. Yep, definitely. That most of the time, uh, it's very rare that you will see a mortgage on a tax deed property, um, especially in in and where we we're predominantly in the South, Florida, Georgia, Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi. Um, but it, it's actually pretty rare for me to see a uh, to see a mortgage on a property. And like I said, we're not kicking people out of their properties either. And and to throw out a couple of more questions, Tony, that people ask: Do you need good credit? No, you don't need good credit. Do you need a license or anything? No, you don't need to be a real estate agent or anything. You just need cash. That's the only con to this. Well, there's a few cons. One, the properties aren't always good properties, right? And then two, you need cash. You need cash. Okay. Um, that, that might be the, the only two cons that I could even think of, really. How do you source? I mean, that's the next logical question for me is, is how do you find these properties? Yep. All really good question. This is all public information. So for anybody listening, uh, you're going to love the tax deed wolf today, right? Because I'm going to put you on a lot of a lot of info. So your first things first is, is you have to figure out which type of state you live in, because every state is different. You're either going to live in a tax deed state, a tax lien state, or what we call a tax redemption deed state. So for, for actual tax deed states, when you win the property, it's yours immediately. For a lien, when you go to a lien auction, let's say Tony owes $3,000 on his property taxes. I go to a lien auction, I win, I win. I pretty much pay Tony's property taxes for him, $3,000. But for Tony to keep his property, he has to pay me back $3,000 plus whatever interest I won that bid for. So $3,000 plus 18% is what Tony has to pay me back in order to keep his property. If he doesn't pay me back, now this depends on what state you live in, 
the lien will can turn into a deed or the lien holder may have to force a public deed sale, right? In which I just explained earlier, you would all go to the auction and whoever's the highest bidder wins the property. Now, the third and final thing is a tax redemption deed. These are states like Georgia and Texas. You, It's still a highest bidder type of auction, but the owner still has a redemption period, right? Typically about six months, where if I want a property for $10,000, the owner would have six months still to pay me back plus interest in order to keep that property. Now, once you once you understand which type of state you live in, really quick, I just wanna, is that okay, Tony, that I kind of give them the steps really quick? Sure, you bet. Okay, awesome, awesome. So your first step is you need to find the entity that conducts the, the sale. Typically that's gonna be the county clerk of court. You go to the county clerk of court website, you're going to look for their tax sale list or their tax deed auction list. If you live up north, you might hear this called scavenger sale, sheriff sale. There's so many different names for it, right? Um, some places might even still call it a tax foreclosure sale or something like that. You find that list, it's all public information, right? It's This information has just been right underneath us for decades. You find that list, it'll show you when the next auctions are. It'll literally show you which properties are available for you to enter the auction on. And, it, and you will even know you know, how much money you have to put in to, to bid, where the auction is going to be held. Some auctions are in person at the courthouse. Some auctions are online. Some states have, you know, this whole upset bid thing. Like literally the process is so different everywhere that it's hard to be a master of them all. Starting with acquisition of a property, that's, uh, I'm sure that's just the first step in terms of our investment play. Can you take us through, say, say we're lucky enough to find a property that we're interested in and win an auction. Now we have a property that's maybe a little distressed and has taxes due on it. What is the strategy going forward with those particular purchases? Oh, yes, most definitely. The, so the real question was, where's the money at, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at? That's one way to say it. <laughs> so typically what happens is um, the, these auctions are typically highest bidder takes all. So unless unless you're Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, there's people in the auctions with more money than you. So to really answer your question, it goes before auction, Tony. We, we literally... We, we take these lists and we turn them into leads. We go approach the property owners before the auction because we don't want to be bidding against other people, right? Oh, now, as, okay. as far as the numbers go, typically we want to purchase an asset for about 20 to 40%, right? Like I always tell people, 60% under market value. So let's say it's an empty lot, for example. If that lot is worth $10,000, and yes, I'm using $10,000 because I'm not the best at math, all right? I don't, <laughs> so $10,000, the lot's $10,000, and you want to get it for about $2,000 to $4,000, right? Now, how much do you want to sell it for typically? 60 to 70% because you still want to, you know, give a lot of meat on the bones to the next investor that's going to buy it. So, you know, if I get it for $2,000 and I sell it for $7,000, still an awesome deal, Right now, multiply that by a property that's that's worth $100,000. If I get it for $20,000 and then sell it for $70,000, did I still make more than the average American's income? Definitely. Yeah. So this, this is our game, Tony. We, uh, we, we love this method. Now, granted, there's not going to be just 
a, a house that, that makes me $50,000 every single day, right? There could be, but I would have to scale my, I would have to clone myself about 50 to hundred times to really make sure that I'm getting a lead like that every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. But if you're out there looking, Florida has 67 counties and we have auctions. We were in five auctions in one day, one time, because it's all online and not all, most of the counties are online in Florida. So I literally have five tabs open and, and five different auctions help, helping out various students. Let me see if I understand the process. So you go to the auction sites and, well, actually you go to auctions. I'm first the county recorder's auction sites and you find a list of properties. You pick which ones you would like to bid on and you bid on them. And then if you're successful, the next step is to approach the current owner of the property. Before that. So what we do is we go to the site, we find the list, right? I'm approaching owners right there. You know, you can send letters, you can, uh, you know, find their phone number on Google or or some third party site. You can go knock on their door. That's when you want to approach the owner before the auction. Yeah. If you fail at um, connecting with the owner and and negotiating a deal, then you're going to have to take your chances in auction. I see. Okay. Give us a little sense for conversion before auction percentage? Like as you approach different properties, do you convert half of them before going to auction or more? Good question. Now I'm going to break a lot of hearts with this one uh, because the complete honest answer is a rule of numbers game. Mm -hmm. So if I send 10, I'm going to use letters, for example, Tony, if I send 10 letters out, chances are one person will open it right? Rule of numbers, maybe one to two people. Now, I would that means I would have to send or connect with a hundred people to, to really get one to two actual deals, right? That I know those numbers suck, <laughs> yeah. but it's rule of numbers, just like any, anything else, right? If you're a good salesperson, you can maybe double that number, but out of 10 letters, we may get one or two responses. And that doesn't mean they're actually going to sell. That's just for the response. Yeah. So, you know, if I do a hundred, now I know I might actually get two properties. Okay. A hundred for two properties. And, and that's just rule of numbers, you know, yeah. like it could be better. Yeah. It, you could do a hundred and not get any, right? I'm just, right. Right. Gotta be completely honest. The rule of numbers, uh, <laughs> you have yeah. to put out mass volumes. No, that's not uncommon for any, any marketing program for anything. It's always in the low percentages of response rates. So that I, th- I don't think that should come as a shock to anybody, I hope. So now you have your two responses. What's the next step? So you got your two responses. The next step is uh, most important thing in real estate is you don't have a deal until something's signed, right? We we would sign a purchase and sale agreement, uh, get that get that under contract. And then in that purchase and sale, I'm making sure that I'm giving myself uh, ample amount of time to do due diligence, right? Because due diligence is everything in this tax deed investing strategy. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you give yourself about five to seven days, right? What you're doing within this five to seven day period is, is you're checking for liens, right? This is the most important one. You want to make sure this property doesn't have thousands of dollars worth of worth of liens. Now, for, for anybody that doesn't know what a lien is, a lien is, is pretty much when someone has a position on your property that can, that can take your property from you. So an example is, let's say no one, no one was paying property taxes on this property, right? 
which means they probably weren't keeping up with maintenance either. So your city wants the grass to be cut to a certain level. Guess what? If you don't cut it, they're going to send someone to cut it, right? When they send someone to cut that grass, they're charging that whoever owns that parcel. So by the time you take over this new lot, you might have what's called lot clearance liens, right? If a, if a pipe breaks in a house and the city has to send someone to fix it, guess what? They're charging. You might have what's called a mechanics lien on that property. So I don't say that to scare anybody. I just say that to, you know, to let you know, ultimately, you have to do your research. Some people mm-hmm. buy properties they think they're going to do all this and that to it. And then they never check the city for zoning. You know what I mean? It's just. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the, um, well, it's, it's, it's a word you used earlier, due diligence. I mean, everything in real estate comes down to due diligence, doesn't it? Definitely. It's the most important part. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So now you do your due diligence and you find out that the property is, has no liens on it. Let's just say for our example's sake, next step would be. Okay, so you 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 do your due diligence and and before this, I don't know if I mentioned it, running comps, right? Before you even make that offer, you need to know how much you're going to offer. So if the if the property is worth $20,000, you probably offer that person 6,000, okay? So after your due diligence period is up, um during this time you you probably also have the property with a title company. Now, if you live in a different type of state, it, it may be an attorney for you, right? It's either going to be a title company or or an attorney. So you're you're making sure that everything's good to go. You are going to have to pay the back taxes on that property to get it taken off the list. So time is everything here. It, mm-hmm. it really just depends on how much time you have. If the auction's tomorrow, I'm we're signing a a, a quick claim deed, right? I, I don't have time to purchase and sale and get with the title company and this and that. A quick claim deed is how you transfer ownership of, of one property to another, the deed. So, and it's quit, Q-U-I-T. I, I thought it was quick for the longest time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quit claim deed. So if time is, is an issue, we're just signing a quick claim deed. It does need to be notarized, right? You You get the buyer and the seller together, two witnesses and a notary, bam, you, you pay that person, they sign that property over to your name and you take that to the county and now that's your property. Okay. So it, and thereby avoids the auction. Which is awesome because it doesn't cloud the title. The The auction clouds the title. And I mean, we're getting into a whole masterclass here and, and mm-hmm. all these terms and things are definitely mm-hmm. going to be some new things for some people. But uh, we we teach this stuff. We have a, a, a free webinar for your listeners too that that they'll be able to go and listen to this for free uh, and, and more in-depth as well. I'm showing websites and everything. You know, towards the end here, we'll, we'll give ample opportunity to get all your contact information out there and, and get it in our listeners' hands and contact list. But I'm now curious. So you you quit claim. Now you own a property. Is it your strategy, Joseph, that do you improve properties or do you immediately take them to market? Good question. It really depends on the area. Um, At this time in my life, I'm more so focused on building wealth. Right. Because I do have two daughters. Um, You know, I have family. I will probably be having more kids. So we hold. Even if we're using a, another strategy, if we're going to do the burr or something, we're going to buy a rehab. And um, when we refinance, we're not going to sell it. We're just going to refinance into, you know, the the business name or something and, and just take the cash out 
and ultimately just turn the process, the asset into something that's going to cash flow. So that's our game, cash flow, monthly cash flow. That's that's literally our game whenever possible. Ooh, that's music to my ears because <laughs> that's what we're about it. Uh, personal financial strategy too. So we're, we try and get people to where, as I mentioned at the top of the, we try and get people in a place where they're positively contributing to a fund each and every month. So they're cash flowing their self into a fund. And then this is a place where the fund could cash flow into investment. So I love it. I love it how it fits together. Well, Joseph, Thank you very much for the walk through tax deed investing. I think you got enough out there for to peak interest anyway for a lot of people. I uh, would like to turn the page now and and give you the chance to talk about your business called the Tax Deed Wolf Academy. I know you teach certain investment principles there. What would you say are are kind of your two lead? Pr- uh, investment strategies you teach at the academy? Uh, really good question. So one thing that we believe in, uh, and I kind of got this from healthcare, is a holistic approach. It, it's never just about one organ. You have so many organs that need to be working together to help each other out, right? To ultimately help the body. So with that being said, when it comes to investing in real estate, it's not just about buying properties. So one thing that I love about the academy, and I'm gonna, I'm like gonna answer your question here like seven times with different categories. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. what, what we teach at the academy is proper business structure, right? A lot of people just open up a business, it's in their personal name, personal address, and stuff like that. They're not ultimately protecting themselves, right? So proper business structure, asset protection, which leads into you know strategic tax filing. And then we get into property acquisition. I want all my students to have at least three property acquisition strategies or some monthly cash flow strategies. Uh, one of our best strategies right now is actually short-term rentals. So we have, we have arbitrage method that we have going on and we actually own some of the properties that we're putting on short-term rentals. And these things are bringing in two to three times what the profit was from long-term rentals. So it's just been, I mean, I'm talking 2000 to $3,000 a month profit on each unit. So we're teaching that, we're teaching, you know, personal credit, business credit, literally how to use other people's money, you know, how to use the, do the bird method, some wholesaling. It's kind of like a one-stop shop to be completely honest with you. And it's uh, it's definitely some life-changing information because banking relationships. We also talk about that. I get guest speakers to come teach as well. So it's a ton of, ton of value. Do you hold the Academy online or are you kind of in person? Mostly online. So it's online. We have our weekly zoom calls and then we have a private group chat. And now the cool thing is we've developed such a network, Tony, that when we talk about using other people's money, we have a lot of our lenders within our network already. So whenever I need to fund a property, I may not even have to go to a bank because we have our own lenders in-house. Okay, private lending. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, such an amazing opportunity. Like me and my business partner, when we look at each other sometimes, <laughs> he spoke to her earlier, we're almost like, oh my goodness. Like we can't even believe what we've created sometimes. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting, Joseph. Well, 
why don't we conclude by give us the best way um, anybody with interest in anything that you've mentioned today could get in touch with you and connect with you. Definitely. So if, if you don't remember anything that I just said, it's I want you to remember Tax Deed Wolf on every platform. It's Tax Deed Wolf, T-A-X-D-E-E-D-E-E-D Wolf, W-O-L-F. Right. Um, if you Google us, you will find our websites there. You can go to taxdeedwolfacademy.com to find us. Just if you remember Tax Deed Wolf, you can't go wrong. Yeah, that's and that's easy to remember, too. <laughs> Definitely. And we're all over Google, uh, multiple articles, uh, the YouTube channel verified. Uh, you will definitely find us. Thank you so much, Joseph, for, for sharing your strategies with the strategist today. Really appreciate the time you devoted to them and us. Until next time, strategists, keep on strategizing. Thanks for having me, Tony. This was awesome. You're welcome. Have a great day.